Good afternoon, morning, evening or night, ladies and gents, and welcome to Corncast number 37. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by James, a.k.a. the Rick and Morty follower. Good, uh, good afternoon, morning and night. I am the Rick and Morty follower. We've got Jim, uh, or, or uh, as some like to call him, Beast. Uh, good afternoon, morning, evening or night, ladies and gentlemen. I am Beast. And Ruben, a.k.a. the Halo follower. The one and only. Good afternoon, morning, evening, and night. I am the Halo follower. The only one. No others exist. The only one. No others exist. Sorry, that's my full title. Before we get too deep into the show, I want to shout out the Jar Media Patreon. If you head over there, take a look at the perks. You can make the audio version of the show possible and get your name read out in the first week of each then month. you can be Jar Media follower. <laughs> <laughs> the official Jar Media follower. <laughs> so uh, we have we have a comment crucible to slide on over to. Uh, I just want to check in on the how how we feeling on the name. We still. I like this we one. Set, we settling into comment crucible. How, how do we, we do feel every time? Yeah, we can vote. Yeah. This is um, a democracy. All in favor of going back to comment barrel. Say I. 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 Wrong. <laughs> All in favor of uh, coming crucible, say I. 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 Looks like we're at a standstill. I, guess... I invented both okay. of these names, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let the shit <laughs> prevail. No, so because it's down to the jar fans. They, no, because uh... it's even, it's just got to be comment. <laughs> if you want oh, the no. return of the, the comment barrel. barrel. Um, the crucible. <laughs> the crucible barrel's good. <laughs> Should we just call it the crucible barrel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, obviously, a big uh, point of contention last episode was about how the Jar Media subreddit moved to r slash FNAF. Um, luckily, we're back to to the Jar Media subreddit proper. Um, but that was decided on a on a vote that was held on the FNAF subreddit, um, and it was only moved back to Jar Media because of a, a vote which it won by one vote. <laughs> so it moved back to Jar Media. Uh, so you don't need to go over to FNAF anymore, unless you're a fan of FNAF and you want to post some fan some art. Five Nights at Freddy's fan art or whatever. Sure, a lot of confused uh, FNAF fans were getting mixed up. So. Uh, don't worry, the confusion should be over now. Adam Exchanger 1 has a question for James. Hearing that James is starting JoJo is a surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. As jo as both a JoJo fan and a Jarling, I would certainly like to hear about James's JoJo journey. How much have you uh, seen so far? Um, I'm currently on episode... I've just finished episode 16 of the first season, um, because the two, the two first seasons were on Netflix... Just really, really good. Oh, really cool. Um, I like when I play with Jim Rubin, like after work, I always say, Oh, I got to this part in JoJo, and like I fucking love it. I, it, JoJo's great. <laughs> it's fucking dumb and stupid, but it's really good. It's really fun. I like it. It's enjoyable. Has it got good. a good sense of humor then? Yeah. I, I've, I've laughed at a few bits. The start, like the best thing about it is the actual its visual style. It's so stylistic. Like watch it mm. because of that alone. 
but the first nine episodes aren't that great but they they have to set it up i get that but they're just quite slow but as soon as you get into like the episode 10 it's like woo! it's great <laughs> i might give it a try if it's on netflix like the main reason i just don't bother with some of these shows is just access and like i don't yeah. want to jump around all the anime subscription sites like, I'd say JoJo's definitely one to watch because it's just pretty. And that's a quite, quite a big thing for me, at least, of anime is you want it to be good looking. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll update because I just want to get it all done before the new one comes out, like ideally. Hopefully. Oh, really? When's the new one coming? I don't know. I think it's next year. But okay, you got some time then. With, with my schedule of watching things, that's like, that's no time at all. But we'll see. But I kind of wish people talked about it more. Because I didn't know it was basically just Indiana Jones. Like Really? That's... Yeah. I All I know is just like the meme kind of yeah, response to it. There's vampires. There's some Nazis. And there's like Indiana Jones vibes. It's it's a, <laughs> it's, it's a fucking mess and I love it. But I, I do get why people like it. And why so many people like constantly talk about it or reference it. Epic. Epic. The, the Senid left one for us. Um, one of the many comments about personal fecal stories. Just thought I'd add on to the fecal freaks conversation from Corncast 36. In my grammar school's GCSE student building, only mentioning it's a grammar school because it proves the education system is a lie, there was an incident where wherein the boys' toilets had a consistent shit smell for a whole morning, only for it to be revealed that someone had smeared shit on the walls. He was known as the Pooh Bandit. This happened routinely for the next few months and was still ongoing at the start of exam season. This also coincided with all the water systems getting infected with Legionella. So the whole school was a walking biohazard. The most popular theory was the mul that multiple people would go down and do the deed midway through class as opposed to just one poo bandit. Obviously not a question, just thought it as an important tale. Humans are gross, There's man. There's always a poo bandit. No, no, yeah. yeah. Every school is a poo I've bandit. A, yeah. yeah. It's not just schools either. Workplaces, um, penitentiaries. There's always the worst, the worst poo, ba poo bandit I've had at my work was... I live my my company is is quite modern and we have this whole like new like one year old building that's super high tech and everything and the toilets they kind of break a lot and someone oh. someone will just go in when the toilet's broken and will just fucking shit fucking <laughs> lumps in the toilet that can't flush so obviously you walk in there and there's just it's just fucking gross and just I've piles noticed... of it doing the uh, shit challenge yeah. <laughs> I, I, in one, in my last job, I had it like so fucking bad because it wasn't one person. This, this, this building was like twenty years old, and you'd spoil spiders would fall on you during you work while you work. Uh, it had, it had like a public toilet like downstairs. I'd always be in there because. Of, what I do you mean spiders would fall on you as you work? Yeah, like you know, in like you know, in school they have those those boards. Yeah, just boards. ceiling tiles. Yeah. Well, spiders, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. spiders would just fall out of it constantly. <laughs> oh, fucking fuck that! I couldn't work based on that. I Let's just it. say around where the desk was, you could see the the the, the color of the carpet because the, the, it hadn't been cleaned in so long. It was like a deep brown, <laughs> and it was like a blue carpet. It was it's just everything about that 
that job was shit, but no, but the toilets in this job broke once, and because it's all like trucker men, they all just shat in the same toilet that was broken, so the poo was <laughs> fucking obscene. You couldn't, like, you would walk in there and I've never been more horrified. <laughs> What's the highest you ever saw it? Almost to the whim. <laughs> but no, no but this you're, is, you're this is the same job where I would, I'd purpose, I had poo anxiety because it was a tiny womb, so I wouldn't poo unless I was by myself. So I, I had a lot of going in and outs by people, and this is where the original like men don't wash their hands come from, because they'd go into the the shit toilet that's broken, do a massive shit, wipe, and then just walk out. <laughs> Oh my god! That's that's where that came from. That's why men oh, just don't bad. don't wash their hands after going <sighs> to the block shit toilet. After adding to the pile. <laughs> uh, it's fucking swim. PT Elite has one for us. Are you aware of the Australian drink known as Goon? It's basically really cheap wine that comes in a foil bag, although we call it a sack. That is consumed mostly by broke uni students and high schoolers. You can get five liters for about thirteen dollars, and it's known to give some of the worst hangovers at one time. I actually do recognise <laughs> the name. I, I feel like I've heard of that before. It, is it just in a, like a silver bag? Yeah, they call it a sack, though. Are we going to get some <laughs> fucking a goon, sack, goon sack? Yeah, <laughs> a goon sack. They suck down a goon sack. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking grim. Do they like hang it on the washing line and just suck out the goon? Goon bag. What's well, like the equivalent here? I guess like well, Sainsbury's get... basic cider or something. Well, you can get wine bags. Like, they're a thing here. But wine bags can just be like just nice. They're just fine. Yes, yeah, so I'm like I don't think the goon bag is that bad. Like it's wine. It can't be that bad. Well, he, well, he said it's five liters for thirteen dollars. Yeah. So it might not actually be mm. wine. I think goon. someone's gonna have to send us a goon bag. We need to try this. <laughs> Basically, goon uh. is a general name for a cask wine or boxed wine. It's it's just wine. I guess you can get good goons and bad goons. Mm, that that's like, true. Like most things in life. Let's do some topics. I've got a couple. Um, the first one is an important one though. That's affecting. Well, it's huge news for the UK, if not the whole world, to be honest. That being, um, well, actually, Sean Athan021 can, uh, can get this topic started. I understand this next while will be hard for you, Alex, as Yahoo announced that Yahoo Answers is being shut down. So many memories. Just know the Jar community are here for you in this challenging time, so... Yahoo Answers is dead, everyone. They've done yeah, it. They've pulled the plug. Wait, it's it's officially dead. Yep. It's, it's yeah. um, early May is going to be its final date. So, everyone get their accounts in. Ask as many questions as you can, because it's the only chance you're going to get. Do you feel? I mean, you you were the closest to um, Yahoo Answers, Alex. Hmm. Have you been sort of taking a trip down memory lane, as it were? Um, I've been just reminiscing and getting upset that I don't have access to the old account because I, I think I was banned. Um, or I don't know. I don't know how to access my, like, 10-plus-year-old Yahoo Answers account. Or Yahoo account. 
it's probably been like deactivated by now. Yeah, novel idea, a, an, an incredible social media platform that's inspired a lot of change in the world. Um, I know just hundreds of thousands of people were just devastated by this news and nothing else of relevance has happened lately. It's the biggest fucking death I've heard of in a long time. Yeah, easily. Yeah, definitely. Did see lots of there was there was there was an outpour of sadness on Twitter actually. Yeah. I did see because I follow some of the Yahoo Answers like text accounts where they just it's just like shit that's on. There. Yeah. To be honest, it's not a topic I want to revel in for long. So I feel like just wallowing in the sadness is just it's antithetical well, it's the worst to thing you can do. It's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so. In other news, um, my other topic is I. I finished Half-Life Alex. I did it. I've, I've played a VR game now. And I have some... I have some thoughts. That I think... Anyone, any other person here who's played it is Jim. Um, so he's the only one who I guess who knows what I'm, I'm even talking about. Typical exclusion of brown people from conversations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I borrowed Jim's Oculus Rift. Um, cause I, I don't know, I'd never really bought into the VR hype, mostly because I've been put off by the huge barrier to entry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that my, my mind still isn't changed on that. I think it, I think the technology is like the natural evolution of what games are like going for and what, what certain games are going for, especially, especially what Valve is going for. Um, but yeah, the barrier to entry and just like you got to have a huge space. you got to have a PC that can run it. And even when you do have a PC that can run it, like with Half-Life Alex, it's so punishing in ways it's not even that aren't even intended just because the loading times are so long. So if you're like going through a new segment of the game, learning a new mechanic, and you like keep dying, it's like such a long loading screen every time. But I had a really good time overall. I've, I've never actually played any of the Half-Life games. Um... Like the original, well, I played Black Mesa like mod remake thing, um, because that was free on PC. But I only watched Jim play parts of Half Life Two, so it it was interesting from that perspective, like not being invested in the world that much, but remembering all the bits of seeing Jim play it and like establishing all the the gamey stuff and just going back to the that Valve way of making games. They are. I think they might be like just the coolest developers to me. They're the most like pure, just that it's all about the design. Like what other company would release a VR game with like their biggest IP and like strand it on there just purely because they can and they're able to do that and they don't have to worry about making a, a like a broad marketable product. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I did have some frustrations with the controls, but I didn't know how much that was because like it's so finicky with the sensors and shit and you've got to like really accurately like plot out a space for you to play in and it's a it's definitely a weird experience but i think it was a good first game to jump into and yeah i, I rate it but i don't i don't know where to go from here you know it's I'm not going to go out and tell people to, like, rush out and buy a VR headset. I think, like, t in 10 years, maybe this stuff's going to be a bit better when the technology's slightly better, but it's definitely very impressive. Yeah, I think if there were more games of that 
tier, you know, the the quality of Half-Life Alex for the average yeah. person <clears throat> buying VR wouldn't be such a risk. Yeah, because... and was it made in Source? Um, Source Two, because it's new engine. It looks just ridiculous. The the fidelity and the lighting of everything and the animation quality. And you know, it's just the way like Half Life does the storytelling, where they don't—they tend not to interrupt you. You can kind of explore an environment, and the the story is more naturally kind of yeah, which works so much delivered. better in a VR setting. Mm -hmm. Because in yeah. in like Half Life Two and Half Life One, once you've played the game once, every bit of dialogue, every cutscene that isn't a cutscene you're just like jumping around picking up shit and smacking the npcs <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And stuff. in half-life alex every single location just has so much you can look at it feels sort of natural the way you're like walking around the room picking up something that intrigues you looking at it while listening to the things that are being said you can look up at them with the and then smash the thing that's in your hands to pieces yeah something. like you can pick up a bottle smash it on the head just yeah, just like picking up crates and then using like gravity to smash it into the ground and get what was yeah. inside the crate. The the sandbox is so much fun. It's you could just tinker in it, and I did. I wasted hours just like throwing things around and just seeing what you could do in the in the environment. But there were a couple of things I wasn't expecting to be like to come up for me. Um, where like I don't know how you feel about this, Jim, but. The writing wasn't like portal tier to me. Um, there are a couple of times where like, the dialogue like pissed me off. Um, mainly, there's like a reference to my name is Jeff, which I I found so fucking weird in like a Half Life game. Um, did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, was it to do with? That yeah. There's a chapter called Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's specifically a line of dialogue. I don't know if that's me just inferring it because of the meme shit. I know, but it seemed like a direct reference to it to me. But, do, do you remember the actual line? Um, not. Oft I didn't note it down. Do you remember it? No, I like whatever this is just flew over my head. Um, and the only other major thing was. I had like a terrible experience with glitches to the point where I nearly gave up playing it. Um, I got to chapter three, I got a game loading bug where a trigger just wasn't activating and the environment was broken. So I was trapped and I, and I loaded all the auto saves and all the previous saves I'd made and just that save was fucked. So I had to restart the chapter in a new save slot, which meant Luckily, I didn't have to restart the whole game again, but I had to restart a new save, which had none of my, like, progress. And that's just not what you want to be doing at the start of a game. And not just that, but there was, like, other points where, like, the ladder mechanic was just busted for me. A couple ladders which were key to going through the environment, because the way, uh, like, the, the game is designed is they don't have, like, markers pointing you in directions where to go. It's all the... Uh, what do they call it? Um, blanking on the term in game design, where the signposting they call it, right, yeah. where it's like natural, like you know, you're guiding the player through the design of the environment and like where you place lights and stuff and what you highlight. Um, 
and it's really good and really obvious, but it is such a mindfuck when you see something in the environment that looks like that it's telling you where to go. But you go up to it and there's like a ladder and you try and interact with it, but it won't do anything. So then you think, oh, okay, I guess that's not the way because it's not working. But then you walk around the environment for like 30 minutes, can't find anything, pause it and then go look up a guide and then see in the YouTube video that that ladder was like where you're supposed to go. So you just wasted a bunch of time. I had that happen enough times for it to be notable and really annoying for me. Um, and I, I don't know if that's just because of like my PC or what, but I don't know if that level of like glitchiness and like bugs was... It was the main thing that was pissing me off and like making me feel like I was wasting my time. I, I probably wasted a good two, three hours of my total game time just on shit breaking and having to reload and stuff just not working and I don't know, I don't know if that's good enough <laughs> Well, it's, it, it's really irritating it, it sounds weird because I had nothing like that at all mm -hmm. on a yeah, it's PC. the frustrating thing about PC game, like just talking about PC games where everyone's like running on a different combination of hardware so it could be just some stupid thing I've done it could be you know, it could be just so many different variables as to why I got the weird bugs I did but like when you search up the game if you search like Half-Life Chapter 4 the autofill is normally then bug so <laughs> I don't know yeah, how I... busted it is in terms of that stuff but that, that really pissed me off and there's like nothing worse when you're playing a game and you've got to like restart it because of something just being punished for stuff you don't feel like is your fault like when you're ahead of the game and you're being punished for it. Because I was exploring environments and before doing story beats, and then it's like, oh, you need a battery now. But then with a place where the battery was supposed to spawn, just nothing spawned, and I had to reload the save after searching around the map for 15 minutes. Just loads of like little nitpicky stuff like that. But well, it's, overall, it's even, I definitely liked it more than I didn't. It's even weirder, though, because I, I've played through the majority of the game at least, like, three times. Mm-hmm and have never experienced any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I can only talk about what I experienced. But yeah, yeah. When it was working and it was all, like, tipped up, I was having a great time, but... How, how easy did you find it to get used to VR? Did you find yourself getting dizzy or anything? When I first started using it, I was getting, like, intense fatigue, um, like, in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but I think that's because I was, like, playing in the evening... Um, on other days, I was like playing in the morning when I was kind of fresh and less bogged down. But I got used to it after a while. But the learning curve is high. Getting used to all the like cables hanging around and not tripping over them and stuff is weird. But yeah, you've sort of got to learn to never actually turn your body. Yeah, yeah, that's the big thing. Yeah, you have yeah, to fight every instinct. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because I, I used to when I'd first start playing, like I. I'd put on the headset in the middle of the room and then take it off half an hour later to look around in real life and just being like a to facing the, the opposite wall like really far away from my PC it just totally disorients you mm -hmm. yeah I kept because I kept having moments where the sensors were going or breaking up when I was doing something finicky like trying to disarm a mine or something 
I was getting all pissed off, and then I'd like take the helmet off and see I was just facing like the opposite way of the sensors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely takes some getting used to, but no, I had a really good time. The last chapter in particular is really good. Yeah, it's incredible. Did you did you find the story gripping at all? Yeah, it was the main thing. Uh, I really wanted more story. So I'd like really want to know about the Half-Life games and every time I did get nuggets and was learning stuff and I find it all really interesting. It's a, it's a weird sci-fi world that's it's got an interesting tone because it's really comedic and weird and wacky but also has like intense horror elements too <laughs> that are also kind of funny. Like head crabs are kind of cute but they're also horrifying at the same time. Yeah, they yeah, taste awesome. and you, you find that head crab on top of like a mannequin. It's all embarrassed when you see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's very clever, very well designed. Um, that's m most of what I have to say without just talking you guys to death. But, James, I know you got something. I just, uh, I want your opinion on the following. Hmm? Henlo friend, sucky sucky, dum dum. <laughs> Henlo friend... Sucky, 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 dum, dum. Uh, what, what's your opinion? I don't like it. <laughs> it makes um, me feel weird. <laughs> it's. Uh, what's, what's it referencing? Well, it's referencing uh, this uh, great picture of a pug with a fucking dummy in its mouth. <laughs> Where'd you, where'd you for, find it? For Americans. I just, I just oh yeah, want... yeah. They call them pacifiers, don't they? I I need people's opinions on it. Um, I I, I mean, first off, the the pug looks like its eyes are full of tears and it's not enjoying what's going on. But I I guess they kind of always look like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. I feel dummies are bad to give to human babies, let alone dogs, right? Yeah. Um. I just it's it's evoked the level of like disgust in me that I didn't know I had. <laughs> um what what was I heard one the other day that people apparently call their pets fur babies or some shit. Uh, um no. <laughs> which um I don't like either. So what's wrong? It's like just, it's a pet, it's a fucking dog. Yeah, like it's not it's a fucking baby. For what it is. <laughs> where where did you find it and why are you so obsessed with this sucky sucky duck? Did you come up with the that, or did you see it somewhere? Hello, friends, sucky, sucky, dum dum. Yeah, I I thought of that, but this all came <laughs> because I saw this video on Instagram where this I, I think it was like a labradoodle or something like that, and it had a, a, a dummy in its mouth, and it's like the owners were just like trying to egg it on, and I oh that's so cute, and I, I I'm obsessed I'm obsessed with it. I've, it's been on my mind since I've seen it. I can't get over it. Who who likes seeing a dog with a pacifier? Who? Who are these a people? A lot of people. Like, the, the most popular breeds at the moment are, like, pugs and Frenchies and that kind of dog. And people baby them. I can't. I'm... I'm... I'm disgusted. Sucky, sucky, dum dum. Well, at least you've turned it into something positive with the, uh... Funny yes, ditty. Please. It's what, very uh, what, what, Facebook. What's so wrong with it, huh? Uh, sucky sucky dum dum? Do you think they put like peanut butter on it or some shit? 
You know, that's how they make it get. It's like Pavlov's like law, isn't it? If you make, if you, if they associate the pacifier with peanut butter, they're just gonna always want the pacifier because they've made that association. <laughs> that's like an actual thing. That's probably how they make it. Like dogs like that. <laughs> oh man! I want pacifier. Do, do you think people like need to humanize dogs? Don't need to. I think we just instinctually do it because humans do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's more relatable. Did you suck on a dum-dum when you were a baby, Ruben? <laughs> uh, probably. Yeah. Really? Did you, James? Don't know, I wasn't a baby. What? <laughs> yeah, he was born drifting on the eternal highway. <laughs> drifted out of his mother's womb. Yeah. Drifted into this plane from another womb. Well, if that's what you got on the pug thing, I mean, <laughs> on the sucky, sucky dum dum. Sucky, I mean. sucky dum dum. <laughs> we'll see you after these messages. Sucky. Dick the Head shirts available now. Check in the description. Welcome to the second half of the corn, where we answer questions from. The Corncast community, if you want to leave your own questions, head over to the Jar Media subreddit where there is a suggestion thread where you can ask whatever you like. Sean Nathan 021 is going to start us off. Can we go back to r slash FNAF? No. Moving on. Yeah. Payu says, If your secondary self had to be assigned a typical American high school cliche group, which one would you be part of? For example, stoners, jocks, weebs, theatre kids, goths, etc. Um, who second self? Yeah, I don't know what they mean by that. Well, if your secondary self, well, <laughs> I just be in the car group because I like cars. So the weeb group. Yeah, yeah the weeb there's group. a yeah, crossover. Do, there's all. Do there's... American high schools have the car group cliche? Oh yeah, because in sec in, in America, you... <laughs> their their whole thing is like. People will turn up in like Lamborghinis in like sixth form because they've got parents' money. There's that whole culture. Have you seen with that. Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift? Yeah, guys? exactly. That whole thing. <laughs> like car culture. I saw culture it for the first time there. a few months ago. It was brilliant. So I'm I'm just that group, and I'm a fucking weave. I just be there. But then there's like a there's a there's a crossover between car guys and jocks. Just everything is car guys. Every everything goes to cars. That's everything. Because everyone sort of needs a car. Yeah. So, would you be really into horses if we're a few hundred years ago? Do you reckon? Yes. Sort of the equivalent. Wagons. Is that or or being to like planes? Like early nineteen hundreds. A few planes. hundred years ago. No, like it depends. What like early nineteen hundreds was about planes. Two hundred years before that was about like boats. Could you even call them planes? They were so trash. <laughs> They flew in the I mean, air. They were used during World War One, so I guess. Yeah. And if well, wait, when was the first like? Is it like nineteen? It says it in a, like a tip on here. It might be like nineteen oh one or something. Maybe it's the eighteen. Maybe it's the late eighteen hundreds. One sec. I'm gonna type Nineteen oh three. The Dingle Brothers. Yeah, the yeah. Wilbur and Orville Dingle made four brief flights. In nineteen oh three. How crazy recent is that? Crazy yeah. recent. Yeah. And then yeah, sixty years later. Mastered it moon. very rapidly. <laughs> and then if you were like 
surely, like in the Genghis Empire, everyone was horse horsemen, because that that was their thing. Horses, horsemen. The uh, what they called? Horsemen. Half horse, half man. Yeah, that's that was Genghis the army. Centaur. He, was, he was made out of them. Yeah, the centaurs. Like, why wouldn't well, you be a horses are great. I love horses. Why would like you be horses. a horse? I think horses are cool. They're, 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 no, I'm just getting flashbacks to the one with the really big dick. Horses are cool. What was the high school cliche though? Well, I've oh. said mine. Ruben would be a horse girl. I'd be a horse girl. <laughs> yeah. I'd be the gamer. I'd be. The reality is, I'd just be a fucking gamer. Yeah. I'd just be a loser fucking gamer. Hey. Uh, I'd be the car guy, probably. Fine. Real existing person as one. Chucks versus Chads. <laughs> I feel as though you guys are a bit too rough on Swindon. Mind you, I've never been to the UK, much less the aforementioned city. But I actually refuse to believe that it is the nuclear wasteland you're describing it as. Thus, I put forth a task for you. I would just like each member of the cast to name one thing they like about Swindon, other than Casper's or the Dream Lounge. For fuck's sake. I feel like this would be a nice way to balance the Swindon hatred exuded by the previous cast. Have a nice day. No. Um, the best thing about Swindon is the Outlet Village, because it's really nice. It's a really nice Yeah, place. I agree with that. It's just not It's got really Five Guys, it's got Wagamama. Cadbury, all the nice clothes shops. And it's cheaper because it's an outlet. You need to come up with your own one, Alex. Yeah. We've all got to say one thing. I'll say the, uh, the, 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 the museum attached to that very place where they have the train shit. The steam museum? Yeah. Yeah, the steam yeah, museum. I, I, yeah, that's probably the only thing I've ever liked about it. When I was a kid, I liked that, so. <laughs> I like leaving it. I like the really ugly building the train station is, <laughs> <laughs> like, attached to. Just, yeah, yeah. even if it's used. Um... I, I like how easy it is to get ketamine. <laughs> Ease of access to ketamine. That, yeah, that's one of the big pros to Swindon, yeah. actually. Like, we bag on Swindon, but everyone in England bags on Swindon because it is everyone that bad. knows. Yeah, and Slough. Yeah, it's the double S's. Slough Swindon. <laughs> it's dead as shit. SS. <laughs> <laughs> Just shitty M4 towns, you know? <laughs> Either side of Red, uh, Reading. He said Reddit. <laughs> Either side of Reddit resides. Do you know, it's bad, because I was born in Slough, lived in Reading, and now I fucking live near Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> you seem the very best of the UK. Ayamu Paya says... What were you guys almost named? A name you could have had, but your parents chose yours instead. Any meaning or reason behind why your parents chose your current names? I was almost named Iolum. Guess what language that is? Welsh. Yeah, that's yeah, I don't. Welsh. I don't know. Uh, Aztec. I was gonna be Elvis. <laughs> yeah. After Elvis Presley. <laughs> um, luckily, that didn't happen. God. <laughs> Elvis. Elvis Beltman. <laughs> well, I was going to be called Pierce. <laughs> who? After who? <laughs> I wonder. But if you say Pierce House really quickly, it's Piss House. <laughs> <laughs> 
so my parents spared me the bullying. So they just named me after James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> oh Do you have God. any reason? I don't know what my alternative boy <laughs> names were going to be. Um, I just know I, love I was hearing gonna... like alternate names. I was. I know I was going to be called. No, no, no. Apparently, they considered calling me, or my mum considered calling me Otis. Um, that's a pretty cool name, actually. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's a pretty cool, cool name. We're calling my shit name. <laughs> um, but then again, no matter what. But me, my name, I, I've only encountered it like twice, like once in school. And in secondary school, no one. So then Otis as well. Like either way, I feel like there was an essential part of me that was shaped by the fact that my name was just like different to everyone else's. So I, I felt like I stuck out. But if I was a girl, it was going to be Daisy Tallulah. So um, probably happy with the end result, to be honest. Yeah. What about you, Jim? Well, the reason I'm called Jamie is because I think... Uh, my mum wanted a girl and my girl name would be Amy. She was like, oh, it's a boy. Put Jay in front. Um, but my alternative male name would have been Lawrence. That, I love that name so much. I think Lawrence is cool because yeah. like Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah, and uh... no, but but... the thing with Lawrence is it's like an old school name so nobody uses it anymore. Like, who knows a fucking Lawrence? Yeah, yeah. It is. Like, there used to cool. be um, that there was a kid in primary school called Lawrence who was obsessed with Halo. He was the first kid uh, I remember, like, hearing who was, like, obsessed with Halo. But um, the reason I wasn't called Lawrence was because my parents think Larry is a lame nickname. Right. Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy. Honestly, if, you, if you're called Lawrence and you let people call you Larry, I think that's your own fault. Or law. Yeah, you should force people to just call you the law. Exactly. Oh, the law, yeah. And do you know what's interesting? If I do have a kid, they're being called Lawrence. That's been decided. They're Are you going to call them the law? Yeah. Speaking of the law, there's a question for you from Orange Operative James. James hating Evangelion actually got me to watch the show, which is now one of my favourite anime, and specifically End of Evangelion has now become my favourite animated films. Which is to say, does James feel the same way about End of Evangelion or the Rebuild series as the rest of the show? Also, if anyone remembers what episode James ranted about Eva, that would be great. I don't remember that, so sorry. I don't actually hate Evangelion. I just say I do. Can you pronounce it properly? Evangelion. Thank you. I, I haven't seen End of Eva because I've never finished Evangelion. But I have, I got, I think I got to almost the last episode and I gave up. So I didn't see, but I'm pretty sure the whole thing was like, everyone hated the actual anime ending. Hence why End of Evangelion is a thing. I just have never watched it. That makes sense and I do remember hearing that, actually now you're saying that. But I've watched the rebuild ones and they're just pretty. I don't remember anything of Evangelion because I don't think I had enough brain cells at the time to actually understand any of it. Because this was like peak after school. Uh, this was like in college time where I just didn't have critical thinking. So, like... Yeah. Robots. Yeah, it's one I would need to go back to to have any like fair opinion on, but I don't really want to at the moment, so... No. 
but I'm glad this person found found something they deeply enjoy through my ranting yeah. about something I don't even dislike. <laughs> Sand Sale has one for us. Hello, Jar. I live in Sweden and I quite often talk about beer with one of my friends who also listens to Jar. In our latest conversation about beer, he brought up that English people drink their beer room temperature. When he said this, I went into into denial because whenever you drink beer room temperature is when you're too young too young to store beer in the fridge. He also said that this is the case, especially in smaller towns like you guys live in and not in bigger cities like London. Is this true? And if so, how do you live with yourselves? Wait, first of all, sorry, when are you too young to put beer in the fridge? I guess if you're trying to hide it from your mum and dad, yeah, you're just drinking you're... some fucking Budweiser's under the bed. If you pay like some homeless guy to buy you a six pack, I guess. Yeah, yeah but if you grow up in like the countryside, you, your, your parents just supply you with alcohol. So. But, yeah, no, that's complete and utter <laughs> bollocks. Uh, possibly yeah. a misunderstanding based on beer versus lager, but even then, you you treat the ale because, you know. Everyone just so you got everyone just calls beer beer ale lager. It's all just beer. Everything's just fucking beer. That's like the subheading. No one drinks their lager warm unless they just can't be fucking bothered or they're like in a field and it's just like, it's like I can't yeah, chill this. Can I, I? If you're at Glastonbury what? and you're getting shit faced, I don't think you care about the temperature. Well, of and what does uh, what does small towns have to do with anything? What do you just assume we don't have refrigerators in small <laughs> yeah, towns? <what? laughs> like culture and and technology hasn't quite reached our small towns. We do live near Swindon, though. It's true. No, but like yeah, we drink our beer cold. <laughs> Shit. I just say, like, if you live in the country, you'd have a garage, and if you put alcohol there, it's normally cold. Like, I don't think if I go grab any drink, like, there's, I'm looking at drinks, <laughs> and if I go grab them, they're cold. They're just on the floor <laughs> in the same room. They're he, cold. He goes to like, <laughs> like they've had a hard day of work. I'm like, I'm gonna go grab a warm beer. Nice warm beer. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go microwave my beer. No, that being said, though, <laughs> I store my beer in the airing cupboard. That being said, I I heard a story from um my grandmother. Uh, this upsets me. Yeah, because she is old school English, like post wartime British sort of thing. Which is maybe is what this person is like talking about. Maybe it was an old sort of English. I thing. think it it did used to be part of the culture, but um, she lived in America for a, like a year or so, and when she would go to a bar or pub or whatever, she would request that her beer be mic microwaved to warm it up because it was too <laughs> cold from the tap. It's just That's so so wrong. No, it wasn't it because um, it was in New Zealand. She had that done. Was it New Zealand? Um, yeah, right. Because um, yeah, our dad is, is a Kiwi, and he's like obsessed. It has to be cold, like it has to be like, ice cold. So maybe it's more of a thing there for, for it being ice cold. So she asked for it to be microwaved. Which yeah, is just... maybe. <laughs> I, I don't really know our, our grandmother to to drink much lager though. See, the only drink I think is acceptable to drink uh, warm is a goon. <laughs> yeah, a nice warm goon on a winter's day. <laughs> Warms the soul. Uh, Leg27 has a question for James. What do you think of wood panelling on cars? I think on the right car it can look rather nice. <laughs> what do you think, James? <laughs> <laughs> wood, 
so you guys know what this is. I, I'm going to post a picture because um, <clears throat> wood paneling on a car is uh, is very interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, I remember it being a big deal for like the interior of cars for a long fucking time. But then on the outside, it's like the the US, like it's a station wagon. That's what, yeah. that's what you call it, right? Yeah, station wagon. It's yeah, only cool if it's on like a period correct vehicle, you know, like, you know, we just post an image. Uh, what about like Skylar White's car? Yeah, that thing is cool. I but drove that, the hell out that of that. That works because it's, it's old. Because it's ancient. Yeah. <laughs> like,. Wood only works on cars in a time when cars were made out of wood. <laughs> Surely, uh, when a wooden car crashes, splinters just everywhere in your eyes and shit. You're just impaled from every angle. To be fair, though, there is like glass all around you as well. I feel like that. But is it not like special design glass that um? Well, if you're building together. a car with wood, I feel like your glass isn't going to be much. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking about modern shit, not back then. You didn't even have seatbelts till like, wasn't it the 80s? Yeah, seatbelts weren't, um, op they, they used to be optional, I believe. I'm, I'm pretty sure when Volvo actually introduced, like, every car is coming with a seatbelt, people got upset because it took away their freedoms. No, no, <laughs> the, 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 the industry, the... The car industry didn't want it to be law for them to have to put seatbelts in their car. Because they thought people would stop buying cars if they had to wear seatbelts. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. No, the most, I think the, the most ridiculous thing I know about cars is the Ford Pinto. Where there was... The fuel tank's obviously at the back. And if a car hits you at the back, it could just blow up the car. And... This would only happen because Ford like skimmed out on like one like p of a of a relay, and they never fixed it because it's cheaper to go through lawsuits than to save people's lives. Mm. America, yeah. yay! We got three more here before we wrap up the show. Sean Nathan O two one is another one. Quick Ruben opinions on the new Brockhampton album. Have any thoughts, Don't Ruben? Know. I only listened to like two tracks. Don't really care hugely for Brockhampton. On the whole, I tend to find their albums boring. I want to listen through them. There's always like one or two hits, but generally speaking, I don't really give a shit about what they have to say in a you know whole album. Fair enough. I've never yeah. listened. That's my, that's my really flippant Brockhampton opinion. I fell off Brockhampton pretty quickly. Naru Leth has a penultimate one here. Would you consider renaming the Content Crucible, which we already have done this very episode, yeah, to the Jar Enema? This would make the most sense because you're cleaning out the old shit from last time and getting ready for something new. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. I disagree. <laughs> Only so we Are we really going to change it twice in one episode? Hosepipe. <laughs> Jar hosepipe enema. <laughs> but that's already iterating on it before we've even... Well, I, I want to do one episode with the um, crucible barrel. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll take note of the uh, enema or the hose pipe, and um, come back to that later if it 
if it, if it makes sense. Okay, let's uh, end on this one from Disapick. Howdy from America, Mingers. What with the vaccine making its way round and the possibility of things returning to normal soon, I've recently begun making plans to visit the UK sometime next year. While looking around for things to do, I noticed that Stonehenge. <laughs> I noticed that Stonehenge was right in Wiltshire, so naturally, I wonder if any of you have ever been to it and oh. what you think right thought now, about fuck it. Fuck Stonehenge, magic roundabout, yeah, Sony's therapy <laughs> arrangement. I want to fucking see. I don't give a fuck. It's, you um, have to pay, and it's not fucking cheap. It's like when I was like, it's not cheap, and you're not allowed to go right up to it anymore. Oh. Yeah, yeah. People when people were like spraying shit on it or something. <laughs> God. When I was like, yeah, I think I've been twice. Yeah, like six. I'm really young. I don't remember. I remember my dad just point showing me it from a distance. Yeah, he was like, yeah, we're not paying to like go in there. But there's Stonehenge, Silbury Hill though. That's our local like cool. Yeah, or um, Avebury. No, but cool. you yeah. by Silbury Hill anyway. That's quite. Cool. Yeah, the Long Barrow. Yeah. Yeah, so Silbury cool Hill well. is sick. That's is cool. it true I'm that, not, it, that there's ruined. a hole in the top? Supposedly, yeah, it's, it like the, it's a man made hill, isn't it? It's like yeah, just a ridiculous up. pile of dirt. Yeah. I love that, that, like, the old school British uh, stuff that Yeah, it's just like approach. a bunch of rocks. <laughs> just like, Let's just put loads of dirt there. Let's just spend like what years fought, just moving rocks around <laughs> in the strange formations. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Avebury better than Stonehenge. The last time I remember Stonehenge was just. Yeah, just super gimmicky, um, just ruined by the... Uh... They should they should build, like, if, if they're making you pay for it and stuff, they should build a roller coaster that, like, weaves through Stonehenge and shit. Yeah. In, like, 50 no. years, that'll be a thing. No, that is definitely the solution, though, is, like, you drive past it, because you can easily see it from mm -hmm. from the roads around it. Just no, drive around it. No, they're changing that. Uh, they're building oh, really? under <laughs> it. They're making a tunnel under it, so you can't see it from the road. So they can charge for it. They actually do. Is that are you serious? No, That's yeah, horrible. they're making a tunnel under it. Like, Ugh. Yeah, it's like um, Jim and I went on holiday once to the Isle of Wight, um, and there's this beautiful beach known as like the Needles, and it's been turned into this like disgusting theme park that just completely ruins the whole like idea of celebrating the. The, the beauty of the environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like a similar thing to me where Yeah, it's just gross and lame and go to Avebury instead. It's... No, yeah, no, Avebury in the summer is fucking gorgeous. Like yeah. it's not it's like, like a, a hippie com commune at points that Yeah. It's, there's like a week where just thousands of hippies show up and just like sleep in tents and <laughs> listen to music. But the good the, thing there's about a nice pub it, there as well. The good thing about it is that it's not busy. Like, it's not the same busy as Stonehenge. So you can go there. Yeah, it's different. It's really nice. And there's a nice pub there. And they like dogs. So going to a pub and there's dogs is just really nice. you got space to move around. and Yeah. You can touch the rocks if you want. You can go into the museum and see the guy who was squashed under one or found under one. And... Yeah, some local history. And there's a really nice road to it that's very nice. It's straight as well. It's a good road. Yeah, there's some picturesque stuff in Wiltshire. You just gotta know where to look. And uh, the second part of the question is: on a similar note, have you 
Have any of you ever done any of the other stereotypical American and Britain activities, i.e. seen Big Ben, rode a double-decker bus, harassed the Queen's guards, etc.? Thanks for the cast and all the laughs over the years, and remember to game on. Um, wait, I'm, isn't harassing the Queen's guards against the law? Yeah, they can legally kill you. That's the one from that list I've never done. I've never cared about seeing the, the change of the guard or whatever. Um, but double-decker buses are not, like, a rarity in the UK. They're just fucking like, buses. They're yeah. just everywhere. I mean, I guess you mean, like, London buses, but even those have been, like, modernised now, so they kind of resemble <laughs> it, but not really what you're thinking of, I shouldn't think. Yeah, I suppose they've got the, like, tourist double-decker buses in London that go around. I don't think I've ever been on one of those, but, yeah, normal double-deckers are countless times. Um, yeah, seen Big Ben, obviously. Haven't seen it in its full glory for a while, because it's just been covered in, uh, scaffolding and stuff, but... I, yeah, I can get down with all the, the, the buildings and the, you know, the history from that perspective, but I just don't really give a shit about... Like, I've walked past Buckingham Palace and given it a good look and stuff, but I just don't care about going in or anything, or going into yeah. museums related to it, but... It's that I thing of, like, yeah, oh. if you live, like, five minutes away from Legoland, you just never go. Mm. You know, it's, like, one of those kind of things. I've been on a tour of the House of Commons years ago. Oh, yeah, that's pretty way. sick. When I was in, like, year 10, that was, I suppose, kind of interesting. It would be more interesting to me now, but at the time, I was just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that's a stereotypical American and Britain activity, though, particularly, is it? No, but just on the subject of, like, Britain yeah. things that you can do. On that note, I think we're at the end here, lads. Any final thoughts for this here, uh, corn? Uh, this thing really moves. I don't really like England. <clears throat> yeah. Shit, really, isn't it? Creating crimson creations. Creating crimson creations. Creating crimson creations. Creating crimson creations, crimson sation creation, hello friend, crimson creation creating, creating crimson crumption. Hello friends. I really like it. Yeah, I really like it when we can we sing together. I really like that. Creating crimson creation. Hello friend. Create.